they gave this woman two two years and four months to get herself together. And um, and to answer your, your your initial question, the end result was me having full legal and physical custody of my children and mom having supervised visitation. And what is child support like? Um, I see you smiling. It sounds like it's a joke coming. So uh, in the state of Virginia, so they have a scale because of my income. You better not say it. You better not tell me you cutting her a check every month. She receives $400 a month in child support. So you have 100% physical and legal custody of your children. Six of them. Six of them. Uh, Every no, time I, I try I, to explain this story to right. people, man, it, it's like... Six children. She mm -hmm. has supervised visitation. How often is she observing that visitation? She hasn't visited the children since October of 2019. So, so th this, this, this is... This is Basically, the fuckery of, 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 of the child support system. Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why are you mad? Single dad, why 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 you mad? I see you had to go to the car in order to get away. Is that the way it works? Man, we're still out celebrating um, my son's, my second oldest son's 13th birthday. So, uh, you know, poured over a little longer than we thought we got caught up in a, just wrapped up a laser tag game so yeah man but they're, they're still inside celebrating so uh, I'm, I'm good so um we will try to be as efficient as possible all right so uh clark what's good see the man here our hero right what's good it's a pleasure it, it, it is an honor sir like listen it, it's like it's like when you're a soldier and then you you come across like the Navy SEAL, the Green Beret, like the, the dude who's doing it deeper and harder than you are. You're like... So because I have one, you're basically saying I'm a grunt in the <laughs> Army or I'm working the mess hall, right? Because I only have one. I work in the mess hall. You, Clark, out there uh, flying drones and Travis is out there on the front lines. Tra 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 Travis is doing the, du doing the duty... That they only trust to the, to the hardest and, and the roughest right now, man. Okay. All right. When y'all come back to the mess hall and you need something to eat, though, don't be mad at me, all right? Hey, hey. Every role is critical. All right. So um, welcome back. Uh, single dad, why you mad? And we are here um, with Travis. Travis, um, really quick, um, mm -hmm. tell people where you're from, where mm -hmm. you live, how old you are, how many sure. kids you have, or whatever else it is you'd like people to know about you. And then we'll get right into it. Absolutely. Um, so I'm from uh, originally from Charlottesville, Virginia. Then I migrated to Maryland. I live in uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland now uh, with my six children. We kind of made that transition uh, in 2017. Uh, so we've been in Maryland ever since then. Uh, we've made Maryland our home. Um, I'm 38 years old. I'm a single father of six beautiful children i have five boys and one girl and are any of them twins or anything like no that? son so, of uh, a bitch <laughs> son of a bitch jeez on it hey, no twins man no twins listen, Yo, listen man yes yes i um i got married young um how old were you i, I was 20 Three, 23 when I got married. Okay. And my my ex-wife, she was 21. Uh, we had our first son uh, in 2006. He's 
He's 14 years old now. Um, quick story, man. We, our goal was to have a boy and a girl. And then we were going to call it quits. Um, we ended up having five boys back to back. So the question everybody would ask is, are you guys religious? But when I, say, uh, when I say religious, I mean religious to the point where, like, you don't use contraceptives or anything like that? No, no. I mean, you know, we didn't, we didn't see the need. We had a goal. Right. You know, we wanted to. <laughs> well, well, let me say this. My, my wife at the time, she had a goal. She was adamant about having a girl. Right. She was adamant about having that that baby girl. And, um, you know, uh, I expressed to her, I was like, listen, after our fourth son, I was like, you know, the, the odds aren't in our favors right now. Right. You know, so, uh, man, our, our fourth son, uh, Elijah, he came along and it was, it was bittersweet. You know, she, um, we had, uh, we kept our third and fourth son a secret. You know, uh, we wanted to wait until was born and let it be a surprise let the sex be a surprise and um when the nurse when the nurse caught him and it was like it's a boy you know everybody's in the delivery room celebrating and the look of disappointment on on the mother's face man was it the room was quiet and so uh we, we had a lot to recover from but um our fifth son was born and, and so we kind of we were like, well, you know, maybe we'll just take a break. I suggested, you know, maybe you should take a break, get your health together. And that, that turned into an argument. You know, it was like, you know, I want my baby girl. So the um, girl literally came last? Yes. Son of literally, a bitch. Literally. Her name is Victory. <laughs> <laughs> Aptly named. <laughs> yes, man. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So amazing. was there, so she first got pregnant. How old was she when she first got pregnant? Yeah, uh, 20, 21. My ex-wife's birthday was on January 14th. So that following week, she had her 21st birthday. A week after uh, my son was born, she had her 21st birthday. And how often in between that and the last one were you guys not pregnant? So here's the math. Um, my first two sons, they're two years apart. Everyone else is 18 months apart. Clark, did you add that up? He had one year. Um, so, so so basically, you, you're doing you're doing like an 18-month gap between kids. Right, yeah. right, so right. You, you, barely, you barely got enough time to breathe, let alone get, the, get them standing before the, before right. the next one comes. Right, wow. learn, hey, learn hey. them to fly, man. All right, so you, so you were saying... You know, like the religious foundation, David asked the question. They said you guys had a foundation like in Christianity, mm -hmm. and then you started doing review and started doing some studying. Did that lead you guys down another path? Um, it, I, you know, unfortunately, I, I believe it led us uh, down separate paths. You know, uh, we we grew in two different directions, um, but I think it was for the better. You know, um, that situation kind of. Uh, became a little volatile, but um, I think us, you know, starting so young, you know, uh, we we spent most of our lives just trying to figure it out, you know, and uh, uh, that meant that our 20s was, you know, taken up by trying to figure out parenthood. You know, we, we didn't have the elders kind of taking us, you know, by the hand and showing us what needed to be done. Um, we were just, it was trial and error. 
you know, me as a father, you know, her as a mother. Um, so it took a toll, but I, I think that, um, you know, she, she made her decision as a mother. Um, and, and I think, you know, she wanted to figure out herself, wanted to figure out what she missed out on maybe. Um, so before we get there, yeah, uh-huh. before we get there, sure. um, you mentioned, um, the elders, what is your mm-hmm. family history? How did you grow up? Uh, single mother, raised by a single mother. Um, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, my mother was, you know, she was it. She was all I had pretty much. Um, I, I was aware of my father. I knew he existed and um, you know, we, he and I became acquainted when I was 13 and, um, you know, he, you know, he's a good guy, but, um, I think what made it easy for me to, to build a relationship with my father was that throughout those years that he was absent, my mother never spoke ill of him. She never said one bad thing about my father. Uh, so me going into building my relationship with my father and the relationship that I now have with my father, um, I contribute that to my mother, um, not allowing any resentment to fester, you know? And what was your ex-wife's uh, family history growing up? Did she have a big family or whatever else it is? Yeah, yeah. The she other had, side she of that is, did you have brothers and sisters also? So, yes. Um, on my father's side, I have uh, five other brothers uh, and one sister. Um, my ex-wife, she has uh, three brothers and three sisters. So large groups of siblings. And what was mm-hmm. her, parent, her parents' uh, situation like? Yeah, uh, I think they started off together and then kind of you know um they split so i think she experienced a uh a divorce so then clark will ask our signature question um, (laughs) keeping in mind the spirit it's intended how the fuck did you get here yeah meaning like with the best of intentions you and this young lady meet each other you fall in love Uh uh-huh you know you decide to build this family you have these six kids and now you're single parenting um my children's mother and I, we, we knew each other from uh, our high school years. Um, fast forward, maybe uh, five years later, we, um, we meet up at a, at a party. We were dance partners. Like we, were, we clicked on the dance floor, man. And um, this one particular night at a, at a, at a go-go party, um, you know, we connected. And it was history from there. You know, we, 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 were, we were a good vibe. Yeah, in the beginning. And I think that, you know, that honeymoon stage was uh, was all we had. That's all we, you know, that's all we uh, were able to go off of. And after that, man, it was, like I said, it was trial and error. You know, we, we were, we had the honeymoon stage, pregnancy. Um, I, to fast forward to us, you know, kind of having six kids and then all of a sudden uh, splitting up, we understood it was for the best. You know, we couldn't allow our children to kind of go through watching us uh, in the mess that we were in as young adults. And, and not, to, not to speak so much on her, um, what I can say is that um, regardless of what she and I was going through, there were still six children that needed, that needed parents. There were still six children that needed to be taken care of. There were still six children that, and, and, and as I tell other fathers, um, children don't give a damn about your excuses. You know, they don't give a damn about uh, what happened. 
you know, what was your reason for, you know, um, failing, you know, excuses don't fly with children. Children only care about results. That was the one thing I understood. I needed to provide my children with results. That's when the, I guess, um, whatever, whatever cycle my children's mother was in, she, um, she was in her own space and, and I realized that I needed to step in, step up and step in, in a major way for my children. Um, I couldn't father them from a distance and, and then two co-parenting was out of the window at that time. And so I had to make a tough decision, man. And, and ultimately involve the courts. It was downhill from there. You know, once I involved the courts, you know, that's when litigation started, as I mentioned earlier, man. Um, the first two years, um, it was kind of me trying to work things out with her. And then the last two years was spent in court, in litigation. Um, it was a tough battle. Long story short, man, you know, uh, they realized that, you know, I was, I basically had, I had my shit together. It was just that obvious that, you know, the kids were better off with me. The unfortunate thing is um, they, the children still had to experience that, you know, they still had to experience the, um, the roller coaster ride, you know, the, because they too were in and out of court. They too were being questioned, you know, interrogated to say the least. How soon after the last child did you guys decide, okay, we need to go our separate ways? I want to say a year and a half. At the, uh, the magic mark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, year and a half, eighteen months, man. Um, for those first two years, and we were kind of co-parenting a little bit. You know, we were trying to figure things out, and then, you know, mom just kind of disappeared for for a little while. Um, and uh, that's when I had to get the courts involved. I, I actually, before I I got the courts involved, I discovered that, uh, and, and this is key too for for fathers to understand. Um, even though you you may sign, you may be on the child's birth certificate. You still do not have, you still do not have uh, custody rights. You, you still don't have custody of your child. You still have to go through the courts to establish custody. Initially, custody uh, is presumed or assumed given and given to the mother off top. And so uh, you still have to go through the legal process as a father to obtain any custodial rights. Even if you're on good terms with the with your children's mother, you said that, um, and I don't want to, you know, stay here. But you said that sure. co-parenting was out the window. Was co-parenting out the window because of the distance y'all lived apart, or was there just a different reason why co-parenting was out the window? Yeah. So uh, there was we we had we were splitting the time. You know, the the children were um, a portion of the week with her. They would spend a portion of the week with me. And during the school year, they would spend majority of the time with their mom because they were going to um a particular school at the time and then uh i got a phone call from the school they contacted me because uh the children had not been attending school and so when they were um staying with me you know they were telling me that they were going to school um you know that they had fun in class so the, some of the story just kind of things didn't line up but once i discovered that they were not attending school that's when i uh you know, just say, you know what, you're going to stop going down and visiting your mother. You're just going to stay with me. And then there was about a week or two that we could not contact her. Yeah, man, that's when I, you know, just kind of decided to go go the route, uh, uh, obtain, you know, legal, full legal and physical custody of my children. 
was the reasons that she disappeared the same reasons that you guys split? I, I, I do not know, man. Um, I have yet to, you know, know why. Will I ever get that answer? I'm not sure. You know, I don't know what her mental state was. I don't know what her thought process was. I can only assume, you know, I can only assume that, you know, being a young mother, you know, she spent most of her 20, majority of her 20s pregnant. And in the beginning, I, I kind of used that as uh, the reason for having sympathy and empathy, right? For um, for her um, as a mother and, and her inability to, you know, to come through on her end. Right. Um, because there was a time where, uh, you know, I as a father, I, I didn't um, I wasn't doing everything that I needed to do as a father. Um, all I knew was to go to work, you know, go to work, work two or three jobs, pay the bills. But there was still the um, the household things that I needed to do. I needed to give them attention. I needed to have conversations with my children. I needed to, um, um, you know, spend time uh, with them, um, take time out with the children, you know, as opposed to work, work, work. Um, so there was a time where the children didn't see me because I was always at work. So, um, so she bore a lot of that weight in the beginning. Um, so, so all of that made me, you know, just kind of have, have a lot of sympathy and empathy for whatever it was she was going through and, and, and patience with her, you know, um, I felt that she was deserving of that, you know, having given birth to, you know, six children, man, that she was worth the, the sympathy, empathy and patience, uh, at the time. And so, you know, I didn't, I didn't press the issue. I just, you know, um, that she was willing and ready to talk, you know, I'd be willing to listen, but that time never came, you know, that, you know, that moment never happened. So, um, and at some point, you know, the children still need us, you know, there's at some point we still have to get back to our responsibilities as parents. And so, um, you know, uh, she just, couldn't fully come back around. So we, so here we are. Was she working at the time while, while, while you guys were together or was she staying at home? There were times where she, where she worked. Um, I felt like, you know, whatever she wanted to do, I wanted to support her, you know, um, you know, if she wanted to be a career woman, um, there was a moment where she wanted to be a career woman. I supported her in that. Uh, there was a moment where she wanted to go back to school, you know, further education, supported her in that. And then there was that moment where she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, supported her in that. And so, you know, again, I was just results-driven. So, I, you know, you exploited all three, you know, tried to figure out. I figured something would hit and, and you know, you take hold of something. Just didn't pan out. I so, so how long ago did you guys uh, split? It's 2015. And so you've had sole custody since what, 2017? 2018. But prior to that, for the most part, since you're split, it's, it's been you. Yes. <laughs> and, and so and so, you get the phone call from the school. You have mm -hmm. to come and react. She offers no explanation, no conversation, no nothing. That, that conversation, man, was... Um, you might so, as well talk to a crazy person on the street. Yeah, man. It, it was it was her, 
her thought process in that was uh well she was trying to homeschool them she felt like homeschool was the best thing yeah the story just didn't add up man and i you know and i hate having to rehash you know the stories man because it's so unfortunate it's so unfortunate man what my children had to endure you sit back and and it makes you question yourself like where did you go wrong like i i there was a moment where i thought to myself like where the hell did i go wrong Right. You know, what did I miss? You get what I'm saying? Like, what did I miss um, with her? You get what I'm saying? What did I overlook? Um, what did, was I so caught up in, in, in that honeymoon stage that I overlooked or ignored some red flags that was there? There was a moment where I had to, I had to get myself together mentally, spiritually, man. I had to regroup um, and, and, you know, not beat myself up so much. Um, and, and focus in on, on um, like I said, getting myself together and then making sure that I can provide um, exactly what my children uh, needed. So uh, you got six kids in legs with tag. Uh, we, won't, we don't want to keep you too long, right? Um, and there's a couple of things that I want to hit real fast. Sure. Um, what's the visitation schedule like now? Like I said, that, that whole two years of litigation, man, was an absolute mess. Um, you know, and and again, uh, one point that that I that I would mention is to fathers that if you find yourself in a custody battle, don't ever show up to court without a lawyer. You know, do whatever it is you you need to do to to retain a lawyer. But again, that that situation uh, was an absolute mess, man. And and um, again, it took two years uh, for the courts to to just yield to the fact um, that, hey, this father is the best option for the children. Again, this we're talking about a custody case in the state of Virginia. Um, so uh, in the state of Virginia, it's, it's mom, it's mom friendly, right? There's a clear bias in the court systems in Virginia um, that favors the mother. Um, and so... And do you think there's anything that... Um just uh, uh, how do we, how do I phrase this? Looks at black men as not being good fathers or not being capable. Absolutely, black Absolutely. men specifically. Absolutely. So, so I had to, um, I had to prove what was already proven. So, in other words, I had to prove that I had a job, and then I had to prove that I could sustain a job. You know, um, I had to prove that. I made a certain amount of money and that I can consistently made this amount of money. I had to upgrade my, my living situation. There were so many things that they, that they took me through that they don't necessarily uh, um, require a mother to go through. Right. And so, I mean, it, it was clear throughout the, throughout the whole entire litigation process that um, the things that I went through was unfair. There was clear bias. Um, and, and that was the reason why the process, the litigation process was two years. They gave this woman two, two years and four months to get herself together. And, um, and to answer your, your, your initial question, the end result was me having full legal and physical custody of my children and mom having supervised visitation. And what is child support like? Um, I see you smiling. It sounds like it's a joke coming. So... 
uh, in the state of Virginia. So they have a scale because of my income. You better not say it. You better not tell me you cutting her a check every month. She receives $400 a month in child support. So you have 100% physical and legal custody of your children. Six of them. Six of them. Uh, Every no, time I, I try I'm, to explain this story to right. people, man, it, it's like six children. She mm -hmm. has supervised visitation. How often is she observing that visitation? She hasn't visited the children since October of 2019. So, so th this, this, this is, this is basically the fuckery of, of 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 the child support system. What do you do for a living? At one part, um, I'm a IT recruiter. And then on the other half, I'm an UI UX developer. All right, let's let's get a couple more questions in there before um, I kill myself. What is it like in the day of a life? What is the day in the life of a father of six? Give me like a a, a, a daily routine with six kids. Um, do you have to be the first one awake, the last one sleep? <laughs> Listen, you have to be the first one up. You have to be the last one uh, going to bed. Um, so waking up in the morning, my day typically starts uh, Monday through Friday. You know, I'm up at 5.30, 6 a.m. just to get my bearings. You know, obviously we're, we're uh, you know, virtual schooling, things of that nature. So they're at home. Um, I telework as well, but still have to get up early. Uh, just to prepare, prepare breakfast, um, make sure that laptops are functioning and make sure that they have everything that they need um, to review emails ahead of, you know, time, <laughs> because once they're up again, I'm, I'm, I'm in daddy mode at that point. We get through school. Thankfully, I, I've, um, there's a program that that opened up for my children. So my younger children, I'm able to uh, send them there for a good portion of the day. So I'm at home with uh, my oldest two or three, depending on the day. Meal prep, you know, breakfast, oh, snack, Jesus. lunch, snack, dinner, snack. Just to get the question out the way, what is the hardest part about being a dad? Feeding the children. Dude. Feeding them, man. These jokers can eat constantly being bombarded with the question, dad, can I have? Dad, can I have? Dad, can I have? Uh, you know, trying to wrap up the day. You know, making sure <laughs> that, you know, they um, completed their assignments. Uh, a lot of emails from teachers, you know, so I have six children. So my emails are flooded with um, emails from teachers, various subjects. Um, but also that, but uh -huh. speaking of that, right. Sure. Um, Clark and I both firmly believe that it takes a village to raise a family. Right. What is your support system like? Because considering like your, your your people originally in Virginia, so now right. you're, you're in Maryland, like right. what, who's there helping you guys out? Sure, man. So thankfully, man, I I um, I've been blessed to embark on a relationship with a young lady um, who has been tremendous, man. She has been, she is the support system, you know. Um, she is the support system. My girlfriend, she has been uh my anchor um she has been the reason why i'm able to uh stop and take a breath you know at, at times man and um she is just flat out awesome you know and quite frankly i would not be where i am today as a father if it were not for her um and her support but with her um came 
a, a trail of other individuals that that uh, became a support system, man. And uh, then I have family and friends back home in Virginia who who are still um, able to support me the best way they can. Um, and you know, you you answered one of my questions because I was going to ask what the dating scene looks like for a single dad yeah. with six yeah. kids. So, so how far into like talking to this young lady did you say, "Hey, yo, by the way, I like I got six kids. I'm responsible for." I got it out the way immediately. Listen, slay the dragon. Yeah, and she didn't yeah, run, man. and she didn't run away. No, um, she did not, man. And um, does she have kids? She does not. All right, she <laughs> she doesn't have. God any kids bless today. you, God bless you, God bless you. Look bless her. You. God bless yeah, man. you, and God bless her. Look, uh, yeah. About my other question and follow up to that is: Does she have sure. sisters? Because I'm, I'm, I'm saying, from my standpoint, and David and I talk about this all the time. Anytime I run across a woman who has no kids, she just like she just doesn't understand. I want to hit two more things real quick. Sure. I don't know if you have anything else, but how are the kids taking it? The fact that their mom is, uh, you know, absentee or not around or whatever else it is. Um, yeah. And I would love to say specifically the girl. How to how does the girl feel about it? But you know, boys need mommies, you know, um, just as much, if not more than, than absolutely. So both the children and I have been in therapy for a uh, little over two years now. It's still heavy on them. It's, it's a tough burden to bear because they're, they're trying to navigate um, what they thought was reality and what is being presented to them as reality. What is, what's really real. So the other part of the custody, uh, is that she is allowed um, one hour of phone time with them a day, uh, a video time with them, with the children per day, to to know that their mother has the ability to come visit them, but just settles on talking to them, talking to them for an hour, it has been uh, tough, you know. So we're always bombarded with uh, questions like, "Well, when is mom going to come see us?" Um, well, if mom went here, you know, does she plan on stopping by to come see us? You know, there have been phone conversations where, you know, she's she's telling them about her travels to different states, to different locations. And I don't think she gets it that, you know, your children are cognitive of the fact that, hey, if you can go here, why can't you come you visit? To right. right, right, right. And so that is that has been the. uh Honestly, man, the hardest thing to process with them, because I don't have an answer. You know, I, I don't have an answer for them. Um, the only thing I can do is encourage them um, and be positive, be positive, speak positive about their mother, you know, um, and sh make sure that I don't down talk their mother because they still love and adore their mother, you know, and so yeah. it, it's. The goal is to still be positive, still encourage them and give them hope that one day, you know, their mother will come around and, and see them. You know, um, I guess when today, for instance, today's my son's my second oldest. It's his birthday. You know, um, he's the last the, the last two years. He hasn't made it a point. So my oldest three, they haven't made it a point to to express to their mother what they want for their birthday, what they want for the, you know, for Christmas. You know, um, they don't communicate those things with their 
um, like they used to. And there's just certain conversations that you that you that I'm watching just kind of phase out. You know, they they don't have these conversations with her anymore, which is heartbreaking. And has she so, gone to therapy at all? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, all right. So um, we've been at it for a little while. Um, Clark, um, you got, you know, maybe one th final thing that you want to ask or something like that before? Well, we just a quick statement, and I want to say, you know, kudos to you and, mm -hmm. and mad props to you for having your kids in therapy and for taking that step yourself. Because mm -hmm. very often, you know, you find it's the, the motherfuckers who drive you to need therapy are the least likely to go get it. <laughs> and so you seek out the help on your own. That right? part, man. That so, part, absolutely. So, so big up to that. And, and, you know, just the, the quick question, the rundown of the ages of the children. So we have 14 and 12 right now. So we have 14, 13. My son is celebrating his 13th birthday today. So we have 14, 13, 11, 9, 8, and 6. So my daughter, she'll be turning 7 December 6th. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm going to test you, right? And I need it fast. <laughs> all their names go yeah travis jr israel anaya elijah zechariah victory and you're in the car right now what do you got a minivan there buddy no <laughs> so look man um this is a honda pilot eight passenger honda yeah. pilot yep. so listen real quick tip to all the dads out there that, that think they need to, that they need to get a tahoe or an escalade or uh, 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 what is it, a, a suburban? No, save yourself, you know, five, seven grand, get you a Honda Pilot, eight passenger. You get better mileage, um, better, you know, room, actual space. You actually can fit eight passengers. Well, most of those vehicles are really only seven. Um, yeah, man, and, and, and the lower ticket cost, so. <laughs> and uh, what do you do for Christmas? Everybody gets one gift. What's it like over there? No, heck no. Um, I, I, no, man. No, my kids, my kids are, they know that, um, listen, if I'm, I, I got to go big or go home. Like they go big. So they ask for what it is that they really, really want. And then they go down the list of all the other items that they could, you know, could uh, go for as well. But uh, typically we do about, you know, five good gifts each kid. Motherfucker. Um, yeah, shit. <laughs> but but you gotta remember, man, um clothes and shoes aren't necessarily on that list. Other people have uh usually gift us with. Um so my children are, are good with I haven't had to have I haven't had to buy clothes in years, man. Years. I'm, well, I'm gonna say about like, five boys. So that 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 hand so me down game is yeah, There you go. There you go. So Huge. man, I, I've been blessed in, on that end, man. So clothes haven't been a, a burden, but it's, it's usually sports equipment, man. So every I want to say every two months, I'm buying a new football or basketball anyway. But um, still add another basketball or two, another football or two to the list. Mainly the game systems are, are the are the thing, really. So we gotta yeah, wrap. Man. Um we gotta let this man get back to his family. Um Clark, uh uh what do we got? We got anything? Well else? actually, well, real quick, you know, Travis, if you want people to find you, you know, 
give them as much information as you'd like. You know, your your Instagram, your uh, your Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you can find me. Uh, my page just highlighting my my life as a father. Um, as a father underscore TV. Um, that's Instagram at as a father a s a f a t h e r underscore tv uh you can also follow my art page uh vega underscore the underscore creative um on instagram as well um you can see uh, some of the artwork that my children and i are putting out um so yeah man and then travis walker on um on facebook all right uh travis we yes honor, sir we honor you uh i salute you likewise Likewise, man. Okay. And um, let's stay in touch. Um, Absolutely. You are a great man. Um, again, this has been a, a wonderful opportunity. I appreciate it. It is, it is an honor and um, a, a privilege to, you know, speak with you guys, man, and to, and to build with other fathers, man. And it feels good. I'm telling you, man, it feels good to just chop it up with fathers, um, black men, you know that are raising their children um, because I think that the world, they don't believe we exist, man. You know, it's, it's, it's the name single dad. Why are you mad? Because almost, <laughs> listen, the name of, of your show makes complete sense because people almost seem offended when you tell them, no, nah, I'm a, I'm a single dad. Right. They don't believe it. They get offended almost, you know, they, they believe that you're lying to them. Because it's, they can't wrap their minds around it, man. So, um, why are you mad at me when I tell you that? Yeah, I'm, I'm really a single father, man, tr trying to do the best I can raising my child or children. So, so salute uh, to you guys, man. So he is actually Clark, the first person that actually got it from the beginning. Because if <laughs> you remember, we did the promo that says, "Single dad, why are you mad?" And they assume that me, I'm the dad that's mad. But the truth no. of the matter is, I'm saying single dad. I'm happy uh, as hell. You right. mad? There you I'm go. Good. Why no. you mad? Why are you mad that I'm a single father, man? And and when I saw that, I I immediately understood it, man. I I immediately understood it because people they don't they don't believe we actually exist. They don't believe that there are men out here, and and that. Not necessarily single fathers, that there are black fathers that are still, that are married to the mother of their children, that are in the homes with their children, that are raising their children. We go to parent-teacher conferences too. Right. You know, we show up to the football games, basketball games, we're there, whether you believe it or not, man. And I think that um, shows and individuals, men such as yourselves that are willing to uh, highlight that right and put it on the forefront i think that that's a trend that needs to uh gain momentum that needs to become a trend like we do exist thank you mm -hmm. all right brother be good absolutely we'll right. do be safe thank man. you much appreciate you guys have a good one all right Listen. all right clark what Ladies, you, gentlemen, and conceptual dogs. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I no. thought we were. I thought we were wrapping up. What's no, up? No, no, no. What, no. what else? What, 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 uh, what are your closing thoughts? Four hundred dollars a month when he's got full custody, son. Still cutting her a check, son. Son, it's real. It's real. I'm telling you, yo, the, the yo, the, the 
I always say men lie, women lie, numbers don't, but numbers will tell the story you ask them to tell. And if you ask them the numbers to say, hey, how much does this guy make? How much does she make? Okay, yo, he got to pay her. Okay, let's wrap. Go. Yeah. All right, ladies, gentlemen, consenting adults, thank you again for joining us for the Single Dad Why You Mad podcast. <laughs> um, you know where to find us. Yo, we're on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on all the podcast formats. So make sure you're listening. Let them know we're out here. David, anything? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why are you mad? Single dad, why 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 you mad?